0: Can you hear us? Wow. This is scary. (laughs) Um, I'm going to talk about when I first became a Christian. I wasn't taught how to tithe. I, I, I wasn't taught how to tithe and do that stuff. I didn't want to. I didn't. I wanted, I made my money, I wanted it for me, because I worked hard for it. Um, But the more I studied, the more God showed his love to me, and um, was teaching me that I was stealing from him. When I wasn't paying tithe on, first it was just paying tithe, I figured on my um, take-home pay, that's not right. It's supposed to be on your whole pay that you get. So it took a while, and we kept growing together and did a lot of studying with uh, books and stuff, and and, uh, God changed my heart, changed my life, our lives together, um, and has been a blessing ever since. Now I love to give there's a difference before I wanted to hold on now it's it's easy it's we enjoy it we enjoy giving above our tithe the tithe goes here to the church we don't get to direct it our offering we can direct wherever we want to put that and I'm gonna put two cents in for um, Adam and Vicki they have a ministry out of our church And we get to support them. It's our pleasure. They, they're awesome. They give us um, reports on what they're doing, what's going on. So it's our privilege to be able to give to them. So anyway, that's my three or four cents. And then Paula wanted to read some stuff that has been very important in our lives. Um, Anyway.
1: So, um, uh, The Blessed Life is a book that we've used a lot and read a lot by Robert Morris, and I just wanted to highlight some things in it um, that has stood out for us. Um, Tithing is giving our first to God and trust that God will redeem the rest. If God is first in our lives, everything in our lives will come in order. Would you rather try to make it through life with 100% of your income, or would you rather try to make it through life with 90% of your income and all of it blessed, redeemed, and protected by God? So um, Malachi 3, 6, 8 through 12, I the Lord do not change. Will man rob me? Yet you rob me, but you ask, how do we rob you? And tithes and offering. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not have room enough for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your field will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful lamb, says the Lord Almighty. Um, <clears throat> True tithe comes from the heart. A good steward cares about what God cares about. Tithing is returning to God what is his. It does not say anywhere in scripture that personal gain should be our motive for giving. It's a heart thing. And then Second uh, Corinthians 9, 6-8. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly under, or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all the, you need, you will abound in every good work. So... Um, I don't know, The Blessed Life has just really helped us and you all know, the different teaching that Pastor Steve has done and other teachers we've listened to. And um, we have a couple books in the back, we put in the back, and if anybody's interested in finding out more, you know, how Robert Morris teaches through the Word, um, we have that back there and I just believe that you guys would all be blessed by it too, like we have, so. Yeah,
0: for sure, yes. And also, this, this is our church. Everybody that's sitting in the pews or listening online or whatever, this is our church. We need to support it. So, thank you.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you want to, why don't you pray over our tithes and offering, and also this week we're still receiving offerings for the Northwoods Pregnancy Center also and you can mark that on an envelope and put it in the box in the back or if you mail it in you can indicate that too so if you could just pray over them yep. for us.
0: Oh, thank you Lord oh, Heavenly Father we love you. We love this church dear Lord just pray for your covering over it dear Lord also over your the tithes and the offering, dear Lord. I just pray for that. Just pray for the giver, dear Lord. And we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: just share a few announcements here before we go to the Word. I, I've, one thing I've just been so appreciating, the the blessed life, blessed life moments. Really, that was the book that we got started off from many years ago. I don't know how many. That's how we got the name, Blessed Life. And it was that book that Dan and Paul have there. And, uh, But also, again, the worship team, Dane, and everybody that was here. Uh, I was telling Pastor Dean this morning, I said, I'm so thankful for the worship teams that we have, the leaders, but the teams. And when I say teams, I include the people that are in the booth back there, too. (laughs) They're part of the team. And... uh, uh, and it's fun, I enjoy coming here early. You should have been here this morning, just all the laughter <laughs> that we had as we were, they were practicing and I don't even know what they're, I, didn't, I was sitting here and they just started laughing and laughing and laughing. I didn't know what they were laughing about but I just started laughing with them. And uh, there's something about that but I'm just so thankful for that. Yes. Um, and then um, we are having a lunch today, and um, Carla and Scott Mandrell will be hosting that, and we do need some help with cleanup afterwards. So if anybody could, you know, once you're done eating, if you could help with the cleanup. Uh, that, that's an important part. And we we thank Carla especially, both Carla and Scott, but Carla is in the leadership there with our meals now, that we rebirth them, I guess you'd call it, and uh, so we just thank you, Lord, for that anointing on Carla, for what she does with ordering and helping to schedule and so Mm -hmm. forth. Regular Wednesday events will be on this week. Last week we didn't have the youth, but that will be back on again this week. Um, And the adult class will be on, and Pastor Dean's Zoom class, 7.30 on Thursday, will also be on. And um, also tomorrow, Joyce and I will be starting our sabbatical that we've shared some about before. And the word that came to me was, I asked... Dane if we could sing that last song I didn't know the name of it but I just called Becky's song because Becky's the one that that uh Dane's wife that uh kind of connected us with that song and uh but it's thing of we're not just going to survive but we're going to thrive and that's what I see during this time of like our sabbatical that we're on that the church is going to thrive Better than ever. And um, if you want more information about how we came to that decision to do that and everything, go back on um, YouTube to February 14, Valentine's Day service, because that, uh, that's where we share more about that. So you can see that there. Hallelujah. Um, also, uh,
3: last Wednesday, Um, it didn't work what we did here so Thursday we did the touch point from our home and be interesting for you all to watch that.
2: Yeah and you can keep your eyes open we might do that different times during our sabbatical just to kind of keep you updated on what's going on in our lives. Watch his garden grow. You know you can pray for us too because I people ask me what I'm thinking about this sabbatical, and it's hard to know what to think in a way. I mean, we've been doing this, this is in our 40th year now, and we've never done that, so it seems kind of surreal. But you can pray for us that, I believe the Lord will have it be what it's supposed to be, you know? Yep. And I, I'm not sure all what, what that is yet, but, but for a few minutes this morning, Joyce and I want to talk to you about relationships. And, of course, we think of husband-wife relationship, that's there, but what any relationship where you're in a close relationship with someone in life, whether it's in the home or in the, in the workplace, in school, or some organization or group or wherever it is, uh, relationships are important it says in ephesians four fifteen. it says but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head christ it's talking about the body of christ and and the speaking the truth speaking the truth in love and the challenge when we ch- when we challenge someone or correct them we must do it in love you know and those that we are closest to we can learn the most from i believe because we at least if that trust is there and we really know that they love us and you know for me the closest person would be joyce and i do i really do believe that she loves me (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) even though I didn't say Happy Mother's Day to her last (laughs) week before before I did other mothers. Um, But I really do. I, I believe that when she challenges me on something or sees something and brings it up, that she loves me. That doesn't always mean that I like it right away. You know, I don't a lot of times. I don't
3: like it right away when you do it to me.
2: Yeah. But, you know, you can really tell the difference from someone if they're coming at you with a criticism or a correction or whatever, if they're doing it out of love and they want to build you up, construct you, you know, fortify you, you might say, or if they're trying to tear you down that's the difference of if it's in love or not and I think we could all say that we have growth I mean there's areas in our lives I've got areas I know
3: well I think part of it is that's the thing we may not see when Steve says something to me about correcting or looking at differently it's like I probably would've done it differently if I had seen or noticed it like he did. I'm gonna give you an example. Um, I don't know how long ago, but Steve likes, uh, Ann Nelson knows what I'm talking about, these little cans of sardines where you peel back that metal cover. He starts his day with them at breakfast. I can't stay there at the table when he, f- and then he, and I mean, I like it's not other every kinds day, of, but no, prior, but prior. It, he has unusual sometimes breakfast, but when I mentioned the smell of that, this was a long time ago, even his canned salmon, when he'll open a new can or whatever, now he very, he, he seals it up, he puts a plastic bag over it, puts a rubber band around it tight before he puts it back in the fridge. You know what I'm saying? It had to be corrected, otherwise for years we'd have this anyway. So sometimes it's just practical things. I mean, very easy. Now, even when I open my dishwasher, it's now like, whoa you know if he'll wash those that fork off with soap it doesn't affect the entire dishwasher for the next 2 days <laughs> so
2: so the thing is that there's the love cover i yes. mean that the, the love is there and you know it and i'm not talking about ro- just romantic love like or husband and wife or brotherly love like with other people and so forth i'm talking about god's love agape love because those other loves run short they, they don't do the job they don't i mean it, it's that's they don't reach it um and so we need to have that love foundation and that's through god it's through the lord jesus christ that that love is there and when it is there it makes all the difference and it in a in a home in a church i think that applies in a church Mm -hmm. it sure does in a church in a in a workplace you know workplace can be a place where where folks just look so forward to coming to because there is the right atmosphere and and it all goes back to love again, and the true love goes back to the Lord. It's a thing of lifting up one another, affirming one another, not pulling down or tearing down. Romans fourteen nineteen, the Amplified Bible says, so let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding. And this is all in the amplified edification and development of one another. Even if we see something that we see as a flaw or something wrong, you know, maybe a blind spot, we all have blind spots too, that I just don't see something you know i we just don't see ourselves the way we are in certain areas you know certain patterns can be there and if we can and if we're in a relationship of of a godly kind of love with someone you know in the church brothers and sisters in the church this applies to also and they approach us on something Or if I approach you on something, I need to be doing it with the whole idea of uplifting you, affirming you, edifying you, developing you, construction, not pulling you down. And here's another thing, is if I am offended, I'm sure, I know I've offended Joyce and she's offended me. Yep. (laughs) Yep. You know, it just happens. Um, I think, did Jesus say that? Offenses will come. Somebody said that. <laughs> uh, you know, they come. But then, and this one, Herb, you, you want to have this one on there. This I got just this morning. Here. But it says, this is Colossians 3.13. It says, bearing with one another. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, even as Christ forgave you. Now think of that now. If you have a complaint against somebody or you've been offended by them or whatever, it says, and then it says, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do. And the thing of forgiving toward husband and wife, toward co-worker, toward a boss, toward employees, whoever it is, brother and sister in Christ, if there's an offense, if something happens where I'm offended, that it's just built inside of me to forgive. And that building inside of me to forgive is from God's agape love again, who's inside of us. And so that's, that's what we need to do. And then Ephesians 4, 29 says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for edification is necessary. Necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And that edification, the A footnote is building up. Uh, There are people in your life and i think especially husbands and wives but it can be other people too i'm sure that there's nobody that really is in a position like you are right now you're just in that place that that you can really build up somebody you can encourage them everybody needs somebody to believe in them You know, as, as I just look over the group here, I just see, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe you're a child of God, who God created, Jesus died for, and he loves you. But then to believe in somebody else, And the Lord, in my life, He's had me, He's directed me to believe in somebody that I didn't feel like believing in. Or in the natural, I, I, I couldn't do it. But it was a thing of the Spirit and believing His Spirit in that person, of His Holy Spirit. But we need somebody to believe in us. I think now, we'll go the... You had there.
3: Okay, I have a scripture, Proverbs 27, 17. says, iron sharpens iron. Simply means we make each other better people. Especially when we keep the word of God as our guidebook. In the New King James, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And in my journal, I put Steve and I are friends because I always want to personalize the scripture. Amplified says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. I kind of chuckled about that, not through fighting, but through discussion. And then Living Bible, same thing, says, a friendly. Discussion (laughs) is stimulating. And um, Passion Bible says that it helps strengthen the character of each other. Other versions say you can learn from each other, improve each other. And then there was a couple that said sharpen the wits of. What's a wit? Sharpen the wit a couple of them said that. Sharpen the wit (laughs) of another. Anyway, and then um, wise people should be questioning, encouraging, coaching, and challenging one another with the word of God as our guide.
2: So, when we love each other and we know that and it goes beyond it like I said the human love, kinds of love but to the God kind of love which is unconditional it's not conditioned it's not conditioned I will love you if you do this or if you don't do that you know God's love is unconditional once that is there when we know that from the other person and we've determined that together like in a marriage or other relationships where we're we're standing together uh, in life's way you know in the path of life uh, and we know that that person loves us and they do come into our lives to to, and there can be a transparency if I know someone really loves me I can take off the mask yay (laughs) (laughs) I didn't just think yeah take off the mask Uh, I can be open there can be an openness Mm -hmm. we can share share everything together, laugh together, cry together, disagreements voiced and worked on together. Mm-hmm. I, I came across something of my mom. I've been reading some of my mom's notes. I, and this was something she happened to write in this little notebook. She's It was the utmost for his highest for that day by Oswald Chambers and she she wrote this then she said what is it that not only disturbs you but makes you a disturbance (laughs) and you know you think about that a lot of times if something is disturbing you it can turn you into a disturbance for someone else Chambers says, it is always something you cannot deal with yourself. That something will often cause fear. Also, that something is often someone in your life, someone you rub shoulders with, relationships. Or I thought there someone you rub the wrong way disturbances and if we sense a disturbance a lack of peace something just isn't right that's when we need to go to the Lord individually but we can even do it together and if it seems like there's if Joyce has been a disturbance to me then (laughs) and i probably need to get together with her and we share things through and pray about them talk about them together but the thing is to remember that we are on the same team yep we are on the same team you're on the same team with this this person um But another thing that I think is so important that if there is a truth, if there's something we see, you know, the the truth is there's sometimes some things the Lord will show us that we just aren't supposed to say it. We're supposed to pray it. Amen. John Goodrich, who some of you know, he's one of the faith pioneers of this area, I believe. Probably... 35 years ago, I remember one time we were, uh, we had an office in Bemidji in the same place, and my dad and I, and and he also, and um, I remember one time I felt that the Lord had shown me something in prayer about another person, another Christian something that they were doing something wrong and i can't even remember what it is anymore and so I, d- I just happened to be in the office there with john and i i told john about it and i said what shall i do about this well this is what i see and i believe the lord has shown me that this person is doing something wrong And I thought maybe he'd say, well, you need to go to him and talk to him. And sometimes that is the case. But he said, quite often, when the Lord shows you something about another brother or sister in Christ, the thing to do isn't to go right away and speak to them, but it's to pray about it, to pray it through, to get into intercession about it, to pray it through. And he says, High percentage of the time, you'll see that that changes. And you didn't even have to say a word to them. If you intercede for that person, you pray for them. Instead of being too uh, quick-triggered to go and, you know, spill it all out hear what I'm saying hear what John was saying and I think that you know I've applied that a number of times in my life but then of course there are a few times where it just doesn't and you need to do something but then the timing of it there's the right time we know someone is walking down the wrong path they're going the wrong direction and we can see the cliff you know you can just see if they keep walking that way there's a cliff coming You know what? The Lord specializes in making the right situation, the right circumstance for you to talk to that person. And He will do it as you're interceding for them. Um, You know, in relationships, I was just talking to somebody this morning, and they were talking about how in different husband-wife relationships, that one of them is very talkative and the other is very quiet. And it's almost like the Lord puts people together like that, that. You know, one is more quiet and one's more talkative. I think if we're on a trip, Joyce talks about 95% of the time in the car. You know, and I'll, I'll say, Yeah. No, I mean, I just, you know, some people, am I right or not? I mean, just the way it is. Um, What's, What's
3: ironic about that though, is if he had his way, he'd have the radio on the entire time. Through the senseless things, through the oldies, through the oldies songs or whatever, And so I'm always amazed at that, how his mind can be constantly activated, but it doesn't do that for him. It's like that.
2: See, some people like music better than others.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, you see how we're different? That's right,
2: we're different. (laughs) Raindrops keep falling on my head. (laughs) you know those songs I remember them from years ago and there's something about them I just like
3: but we did solve that and I think I shared that before he grew up listening to those um, the radio station during those years I helped dad with milking cows he only had it on the polka station because he said the cows milked gave best milk with polka music, I never heard those songs, so that explains it. I never sing. The polka polkas. music,
2: the beat of it, kind of goes with the milking. The
3: milking, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, allow one of the things I have here is allow for differences.
3: Yeah.
2: I like to listen to music. Joyce doesn't like listen to music. So you got to figure. You just got to figure out ways. I thank God for earbuds, right, and stuff <laughs> like that. But okay, we were talking about some talk a lot more than others. Well, here's the line I got here: Some must learn to open up, others must learn to shut up. <laughs> I mean, there's times when you just got to be quiet and listen to the other person. hello <laughs> uh, so when we determine to stand together and when we have this love relationship that comes from above three cord strand not a two cord you know the three corded rope is the strong one and the third of course is the Holy Spirit and the love of God that says and when we determine to stand together our differences will bring strength. It'll bring strength to us. It'll bring a synergy. Synergy happens when we learn to work together in such a way that the results equal more than when the labor is done separately. And this can be true in anything that we do mm-hmm. with someone. So we can actually learn to be thankful for the differences that are there. But I think we'll, should we. Are you about ready to land the plane? Mm-mm. Oh, you got more. Mm-hmm. Okay, why don't you no, go ahead? No, you
3: do what you
2: want. Well, to. the point, the final point, I think I had here to bring home was. Share the word together. Yes. yes. You know, share the word together. Please. We, Joyce and I, do that every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get in the word. You know, Dan and Paul were sharing all they got in the Word together. They get, I know they do. They get in the Word together. And we just, you know, we need to do it individually, but then you got something to share. A lot, a lot of times in the morning when I see Joyce say, well, did you get, do you have a Word this morning? And just a little tidbit, or just a little scripture, you know, whatever. Um, and then you know what? Then you can pass it on to other people. It's amazing how many people in a day that you meet, and you know what? They're needing a word. Mm -hmm. The right word in the right place. What is that, Joan, that saying? It's like apples of gold on plates of silver. You know, it just... And and people are needing it all over the place every day. You know, in the home, in the workplace, in the church, in the school... In Walmart, you know, wherever we are, people are needing that. And here's an exhortation to this thing of feeding the, the word. It's Ephesians 5. I don't know if you're following me or her, but it's to Ephesians 5:25. Um, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her that he might sanctify her and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. The washing of the water of the word, it washes so much junk away, all the junk that can weigh us down and hold us down, and it can wash those disturbances that we were talking about earlier. It can just cleanse them right out of there, mm-hmm. those disturbances mm-hmm. in our lives. So that's uh, that's what I had.
3: So. I have a few scripture nuggets that I have shared with Steve and I had them in my journal, but I think they fit in here in uh, regards to relating to one another. The one is Proverbs 18, verse 17. The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes or someone else comes and examines him. Now, um, that made me chuckle when I read it this morning. I had it from a different version because just yesterday, which is typical when it's nice weather, our front yard will have um, our grandkids playing ball and a lot of times the neighbor boys come over too. Well, yesterday I was working outside beginning to um, pot my flowers. I love doing that and um, my little garden shed is right where their play area is. Well, there was three of them. Usually they have more, but they improvised so they could still play ball with the three of them. Two of them, I think, are, well, they're older, the youngest one, I don't know his age, but there were definitely times when the ball would be hit and someone would make that that's a home run, and the next one would say, no, it's not, and there'd be a reason why. And, um, or um, got to first safe, no, you weren't safe. I mean, I heard all of these things, and then usually it was the youngest, littlest boy was the peacemaker, he'd say, well, that's okay. Like, let's get on and play. But um, I'm waiting for the right time when we have more of our grandchildren there. And Lord just put it in my heart to teach them this verse, because from the Passion Bible, it says, there are two sides to every story. The first one to speak sounds true and right, until you hear the other side, and they set the record straight. So I believe at the right time when there is some rising tension on our little makeshift ball field that as a teacher, I'll pull those kids aside and introduce that scripture principle to them. The other scripture that this was just from a few mornings ago, Philippians 4, 8, The Living Bible. Fix you, Joyce, you fix your thoughts. You, you fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine, good things in others. Is it the word fine? Think about the fine, good things in others. I like that. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad about in regards to that person, that relationship. Get it on to the positive. And the last one is Proverbs 16, verse 24. I just added this one. I think pleasant words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul, and health to the bones. One of the versions says, kind words. So we thank you, Lord, that we're released in a new, fresh way to speak kind words to one another. In Jesus' name.
2: No, just pray. Are you done? Yeah,
3: I have one other thing, because I was thinking about the grandkids last week when we showed you pictures and we shared about our tradition, walking the bridge. In fact, one of the grandkids already asked us, are we going to do it the first Thursday when we're out of school? Yeah. Pizza? Yeah. Ice cream? Yeah. Well, anyway, I didn't finish the story at Green Mill. I told you how much bread they eat before the pizza comes. But something over the years, we just began with them. Um, After everyone's done eating and we get our, a lot of times there's a little pizza left, so it's in a to-go box. But I've taught the kids how to make the table less of a mess for the waitress. I used to waitress my way through college and just those simple things of stacking you know there's things you do but then the kids know grandma or grandpa we're going to take out money cash and each of them will leave a tip by where they're sitting they've cleaned up their spot as best as they could some of them like it when the stack is in front of theirs because then they stick the money under so it's hidden. And um, the adults, we leave bigger than a dollar bill. Never, there's, it's a surprise when that waitress comes to clean up and the kids like that. They can see that they're part of blessing thinking a blessed life moment, blessing a waitress, who, um, and especially when the kids were younger, there were messes, like, on the floor. We'd have them reach down with their napkin and try and pick up as much as they can. Now they don't make as much mess. But it's just something uh, for us to remember. Again, you can teach your children about giving your grandchildren in little ways even when you're eating have that waitress be really happy that she was able to be your waitress
2: Amen Amen So Lord we just come before you now in Jesus name and we ask for the application in our hearts and our walk of this word today In our relationships Lord that we may truly walk together in love in your love Lord we can walk building each other up encouraging each other and that the love can be there so that we can be transparent and open with one another that we can share everything together with our spouse but then you show us what we should share with others as well we can laugh together cry yes. cry together um if we have disagreements and it's the time lord show us the right timing to voice it if we need to speak up more than we would or if we need to listen more that we would Lord show us those things and help us to remember we're on the same team and we thank you for the differences that you've given in marriages and in the body of Christ and in workplaces wherever it is but help us to remember that we determined to stand together and then our differences will bring strength and synergy so we thank you for the differences in our relationship. And Lord, may we communicate your word to one another. May we communicate with you and receive your word, but then may we share it with our spouses, other loved ones, other people in our home, and we're, again, wherever we go. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement said, amen hallelujah if you'd like prayer you can come forward for prayer remember there is there's a meal and we also have before we do that we're going to have a very special thing